Yeah. Don't cast the drive. You know I had to return the favor, right? Ha! Wait for the drum. Once upon a time and without a warning Came a super dope chick from California Don't cast the drive, that's on every street, man Hosted by V from the 7th Street Band Hey, Don't cast the drive Don't cast the drive Don't cast the drive Don't cast and drive. This is your speaker host, uh, Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V. Uh, today I got a very special person with me today. Uh, her name is Chasmin. Uh, we're going to speak a little bit on uh, her business. Uh, but no, and to be very clear about her business, it's actually her business. Like <laughs> she, she has um, a subscription model for uh, girls going through through uh, their periods on a monthly basis. And so I thought it was like an awesome thing to feature. So uh, don't get me wrong, I can spout and ramble all about this, but I'd rather have Chasmin introduce herself. Uh, so Chasmin, please tell me who you are and tell us a little bit about Fox Care. My name is Chad, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am the proud founder of The Box Care. And so my purpose in life um, that I found is to have a positive impact on children in underserved communities, because I believe that every child deserves to have the tools to have ownership and agency in their development. And so that's why I started The Box Care, and The Box Care is a community for children I absolutely love how you make that phrase, uh, children who menstruate, uh, because you're keeping it very open for those who are, who have a non-binary identity. So I absolutely love that. And usually when there's children going through that age is when they're also having the development of their identity. And so with that, they may not want to be traditionally called a girl they want to keep it neutral or maybe they want to be called a he or they want to be called maybe something that's not defined within the the, the traditional <laughs> gender spectrum. <laughs> so, um, and I say this as traditional because we all know what it was like growing up. So, <laughs> Not too long ago, but happy that things are changing for the better right now. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Chasmin, tell me where you're from. Where did you uh, grow up? Uh, just give us a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Oakland and um, I graduated from Skyline High School, same high school as Tom Hanks. Fun Ooh. Fact. Um, and I graduated from there in 2006 and I spent many summers in a small town in Arkansas with my grandma. So Arkansas? Yeah. Not Arkansas? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not Arkansas, Arkansas. Oh, that's so crazy. So you went from Oakland to Arkansas. I'm sure that the culture from being California, California girl to being in the South is much different. What was that like? It was lovely. It was oh. lovely. It was um, a small little town. I believe they had more cows than people in that town. <laughs> so it was nice to um, go from a, a small little big city 
to a small town and spend time in the church, um, really learn manners, respect, um, learn how to clean up properly, you know, learn how to cook. Um, I remember my grandma, she taught me how to fish. Her and my dad taught me how to fish and we would come home and she'll get this long board, wooden board, and she will butcher the fish, clean it, gut it, and then deep fry it for us. I had fresh fried fish all the time. (laughs) And I learned how to do that. I learned how to fish, butcher it and fry it up. So that sounds priceless experience. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I have grandparents from, from uh, Arkansas as well, but they went from Arkansas to California. And um, so we, we definitely got their cooking and it was, the best thing in the world. Like I know my grandfather used to make catfish, fried catfish all the time. I'm sure you're probably familiar with head cheese. (laughs) Yes. Head cheese. My dad, I have vivid memories of my dad in the kitchen going in the pan or the pot, going like with his fingers, making the, the head cheese homemade, putting it in the Tupperware and just, yeah. Slicing. Putting on saltine and some hot sauce and that's what they would do. That's what they would do. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. My favorite part was that um the ear because it was like that gritty part. Oh, nice. <laughs> I did it. So my my relationship with head cheese is interesting because if you put it on a cracker and you have the hot sauce, I'm like, yeah, yes, yummy. And then if I had it by itself, I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> I haven't had it in a long time. I don't eat pork anymore, but I had I yeah, I love head cheese. I used to love head cheese. <laughs> Oh no, that's awesome. I, that's so cool. I didn't realize that you were raised in Arkansas. Wow. Um, yeah, the cooking was always unbelievable. And I'm, is this, um, yeah, especially with my family, like ever after church every Sunday when we go to their house and they would make all the food and my grandmother would make her fried chicken and would make her like, you know, her yellow cake and cornbread. It was, it was always, I'm sure we both experienced some good eating. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So, you know, when did you actually come back from, from Arkansas to California? Well, I spent summers in Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I lived in Oakland and then I would go for uh, months at a time in the summer. Um, And then I actually got my um, undergrad degree from the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. And so I spent four years out there as well as an adult, a freshman. So, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And then what inspired you to, um, to kind of, so how I met you is as an educator. And so how did you uh, feel inspired to become a teacher, to become an educator? Was this inspired in college? Was this before then? What was your, what was it? Yeah. So my mom was a teacher and I did not want to be a teacher. (laughs) Um, but the forces of the world placed me in the classroom and kept me there for five years. And so after I got my undergrad from UAPB, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, I moved back home and I pursued my master's in industrial organizational psychology. Um, and IEO psychology is the psychology of workplace wellness. Um, and so while I was getting that degree, I was interning at a local um, HR department well eight local hospitals hr department Mm -hmm. and it was an unpaid internship and to get some pocket change i I decided to become a substitute teacher Mm -hmm. 
And that's when I fell in love with teaching. So at the end of my master's program, I was at a crossroads. I could have went on to get a full-time position at an HR department at the hospital or become a teacher. And I chose teaching. And like I said, I stayed in the classroom for five years. I'm still connected to that school and in various ways. Mm -hmm. I actually mentor uh, a teacher up at that school right now. Um, my business, the Box Care, we're giving back to that school starting in the, um, the fall. So I'm excited to still be connected. Um, so yeah. Oh, no, that's great. I think it's so important that everyone gets their gets their feet um wet with teaching um you know just to, to just to get it just to have that experience with children to see how they work to see how they develop you know having the having the epiphanies whether if it's like in kindergarten or eighth grade it's it's a beautiful thing to witness and to relate like i my my path of education for a little bit was in music education and so it was really Sweet to see the development of kids who are like, I don't, I don't understand melody or I can't, what's, what's in tune, you know, from them to understand that, to understand, to hear intervals and sing intervals back to you by the end of the school year. It's such an amazing thing to witness as, as an adult. And so I always say like, you know, even if, you know, you go into a different career path, I always tell everybody like, Hey, at least do a little bit of teaching just so that you understand. Cause then I think you can also understand people a little bit better too, is something that I always um, think of. So, no, that's amazing. So, uh, transitioning into box care, um, I know you you gave us like a quick summary about box care at the beginning, but uh, let's talk about box care, like the mission and your goals and your aspirations behind it. Yeah. So, um, in two thousand eighteen. Um, my family, we lost my sister, Shannon, um, and it was a tragedy for our family. Mm -hmm. um, we were really close, and Shannon, my sister, left behind three children, um, two boys and one girl, and about a year after she passed, her daughter was visiting us um, and sleeping over, and some something made me bring up periods. I just casually brought it up. And my niece was like, oh, yeah, I started. I'm like, what? You started your period? Like, when? Like, what? Like, what? And she said, that, yeah, I think I started like three, four months ago. I'm like, did you tell your dad? She was like, no. I'm like, what you been, like, what have you been doing? And so mm -hmm. um, hearing my niece go through this by herself, knowing that my sister Shannon would have been super proactive, just super on it, teaching her all the basics of period care, um, really motivated me mm -hmm. to start the box care because I do not want any other girl or any other menstruator to start their periods without having the, the proper tools to properly mm -hmm. take care of their bodies. Um, yes. And so our mission at the box care is to empower children to have agency and ownership over their bodies. And we really envision quality period care and quality period education for all children who menstruate. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's just a summary of my little company, my little passion project. Yeah, um, for those who are watching today's interview, I actually have 
one of the one of what box care looks like it's beautiful it's beautifully packaged um makes me feel good the moment that i saw it in the mail so um i won't open it at this moment i'll open it more towards the end um but this is what it looks like it's pretty big for for me it's a pretty big box like you know so like i i'm assuming depending on what you pick per month i it i guess would determine the size of the box i'm not sure <laughs> but, but i i really like how you know it makes it feel more than just like you know getting a pad or getting a tampon like you you get to feel comfy during this time of for some of us it might be peril and then for some of us it's just like okay just let's get it over with <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to associate joy with the time of month rather than dread mm -hmm. and discomfort. And so it's 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 like a mind game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually love that because you know, I'm sure us growing up, like we've gotten the the connotations that come with being on our cycle or on the the bleeding part of our cycle, which I'll get to about the differences of bleeding versus not bleeding but still being on a cycle um but uh you know there's a, an association of like ah oh, here it goes like you are emotional because you're on your period or like you know the the discredit that that menstruators receive because they're on their cycle so for you to flip the script like this like i love it like I, I love the empowerment of now someone can, if they, if they get one of these or if they have the proper education, they can now just be like, yeah, so what? Like, I feel good. <laughs> you know? um, so I, I'm sure you've noticed this, but living in a um, world of subscription models, now that we are, you know, which you've probably seen things like HelloFresh, um, Imperfect Foods, um, you know, different, oh, like the shaving club <laughs> where you receive something like once a month or once whatever interval that you pick. Even Amazon has a subscription model as well. I, I like how you jumped right on board with it. Uh, so that's nice because I'm sure there is a subscription model, but what makes yours, um, I mean, the answer is obvious, but what makes yours different? Yeah, and so just to backtrack a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, so I started the um, company in May and we're pretty fresh. It's um, July, nine of July. And so um, initially I wanted it to be a subscription company. Okay. Um, but from this, these past months, I learned that subscription is great, right? That monthly replenishment, associating it with joy is great, mm -hmm. but I missed a step. And that mm -hmm. step is the community right. and so i think that's what's making us different is that we are not just sending products and that be that we're not stopping at the box it's really more than that it's really cultivating a safe community for menstruators to come together monthly to feel comfortable with asking big questions um and so i think that's what really sets us apart is having the community aspect, access to community. And in addition to that, all uh, members have access to Inner Explore, 
which is a mindfulness platform um, where they can listen to tracks and calm down. And so there's so much more than just the products that they get at hand um, that comes with becoming a member of the Box Care. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to keep saying I love that, but I love that. <laughs> uh, no, like that's, I think that's very valid to create a community of this because yeah, like it's, it's just so important to feel together instead of alone. So this is, this is wonderful. Like Chasmin, this is amazing. Focus right now is really on empowering children first. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So, um, so for your personal um, experience, if you don't mind sharing, um, what were some things that may have inspired you from your, your personal experience by going through puberty? What were some things that went well? Uh, what were some things that could have been less awkward um, that may have contributed to your mission here with Box Care? And so uh, my parents, they never sat me down and told me what was happening with my body. And we were pretty close. Um, and they never taught me how to change a pad properly. They never told me how often. Um, so a lot of my learning came from trial and error. Um, and I'm grateful to have had sisters, right? Older sisters to give me some tips here and there, but it was nothing structured. And so, Box Care, we're creating these accessible learning series to help fill that gap, mm -hmm. um, to, to teach girls, our administrators, how to change a pad, mm -hmm. how often, um, how to wash your body properly. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've learned from the short period of time of me doing research on this is that the process of learning how to take care of your body and the, the height with it isn't challenging that's not challenging um and what's keeping girls from our menstruators from actually taking good care of their bodies mm -hmm. what's challenging is how are we going to have these conversations what spaces what safe spaces are we creating for mm -hmm. children to have these conversations mm -hmm. and so looking back if i had a small group of friends where we were able to have these conversations and learn from maybe a moderator or from a, a school leader or a parent in the community, um, I would have been set up for more success. Mm -hmm. um, I remember this one time in middle school, I wore these white shorts to school. You already know where this story is about to go. I wore these white shorts and it was springtime. I was feeling myself and I was working on this group project with um, some of my friends and we had to go outside and I squatted down, you know, to, to work on the project with them. And I had so much red blood no. just going there. I was so embarrassed. I didn't have an extra jacket to put around my body. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a buddy that would have my back and would have told me to say like, Hey, I see a leak. Maybe you should go change your pants. Um, and so, yeah, growing up a lot of trial and error. And so the, the box care is trying to be more proactive, mm -hmm. um, with supporting children with the tools to, for one, know when their cycle is coming to be <laughs> prepared for that. And for two, to have a buddy at school that'll support them and telling them they have a leak. Um, and then eventually 
getting rid of that shame and fear and stigma um, to make people feel ashamed of having their periods. So, but yeah, I'm curious to hear more about your, your uh, experience with puberty growing up. Oh, so growing up for me, <laughs> it was a little comical. Um, so, you know, bless my mom. Uh, she's actually in the demographic that you've addressed about being too busy to really like talk to me about it but the moment that she saw changes with my body like weight gain she saw that I was developing um like you know breasts and so I remember just it felt so fast it felt like a whole season like <laughs> related to a tv show but it was like let's go get this training bra let's go find you a bra this is your bra size it, did, it there was no talking about what was going on it's like this is what we need to do <laughs> So I remember just being like, you are a 34 C and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but this bra is cool. <laughs> I was even trying to run around like outside when I got my first sports bra, like run around with my shirt off because I'd see the soccer players on TV do it. So I was like, you know, nine years old being like, yeah, I'm in soccer. I play football. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I was just like, ready to be like the women on on the tv because you know you model yourself after that and you're a child so you're like i'm just gonna do what i see so um when it came to my cycle that was interesting because my mom my school did a pretty good job with uh giving me like a starter kit which was not as comfy as the box care but it was definitely a little booklet a few pads and like what else to expect and so i remember like you like you i was like okay i'm gonna make these pads last as long as i can and not change them regularly and it was up until you know like the smell you would be like oh maybe i shouldn't be wearing this um also with the cleaning aspect you know there was a little bit of shame in the community not by my mom but like where if I put my hands in certain places to try to take care of myself, you know, that don't put your hands there. What are you doing? Or cross your legs, you know? So I just felt that that area was always a forbidden zone. Um, so it wasn't until much later that I learned that like, hey, it's okay to wash thoroughly down there and to use these products um, and not to use anything that's heavily fragrant because you actually might get an allergic reaction, which actually, Actually, that has happened to me before where I just got this rash and I'm just like, what happened? And it's because I was washing with something that was too fragrant. Um, but yeah, and there was a couple of other things too. Like I didn't, my, my mom never guided me or talked about tampons. And I learned in high school how to use a tampon during my second month of being on the water polo team. And I had no choice but to use a tampon because you're swimming. And so I'm sitting there in the bathroom, like having like a pep talk to myself, looking at the tampon. I'm like, okay, it's you and me. We got to figure out where you go. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in there, but we'll figure this out. And so like, I put it down there and I'm like, no, that's definitely wrong. And then I tried it again with a second tampon <laughs> and I'm like, we can do this. <laughs> and so the, I, I actually got in trouble that day because I was like 30 minutes late to practice. And they're like, it shouldn't take you that long to put in a tampon. And so I was immediately shamed for it, even though I didn't have the confidence to say I didn't know how to use one. Um, but I figured it out, uh, like you said, trial and error. 
Um, I, that water polo practice, I was a little uncomfortable and I did ask to leave early. <laughs> and then I tried to experiment after that. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I would say like, that was kind of like my initial stages of what it was like for me. Um, it wasn't until maybe I was like in high school, I started getting uncomfortable cramping, which was like a new sensation to me. Um, and so I was confused because I thought I was dying. Um, but my mom said, this is normal. <laughs> So yeah, um, that's that's my story. <laughs> I'm glad that you liked my comedic take on my on my development here. <laughs> a tampon. Oh my! I cannot believe you went through that by yourself, putting in a tampon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and what was scary about that was, and this is the uncomfortable part. Like I've had men in my life who I will leave unnamed um, tell me that that's how you lose your virginity. Yep. And so that's why I was like having that pep talk. It's like, you are not what they're trying to put you as a narrative by starting to use this thing. And so that's why I was like sitting there, like meditating at it. <laughs> that's so real. I was mm-hmm. taught that too. And I didn't, I didn't put a tampon in until I was in um, college. And my girlfriend, she taught me how to put one in. And you know, she, cause I was so scared. I'm like, what the heck? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, thank God for having girlfriends out there who. Veronica, it's it's kind of uh, choppy right now. It's like going in and out. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's wait for it to settle out real quick. Okay. Am I still choppy? No, you're good. Okay. All right. If like I said, if I if for some reason it crashes, we can just jump right back on. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's go on to the next part. <laughs> so talk about your social media approach. I did notice that, uh, that you are using real organic stories to break past the traditional thinking that condemns puberty. And so uh, go ahead and uh, I would like to hear your take on like what your marketing approach to it. Cause I felt it was very organic and very heart- heartfelt. It didn't feel like, Hey, buy this kit now for 50% off. It was more so like, no, this is the stories. And you, you do show a lot of Zoe having a good time. Uh, so I absolutely adore that. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you first um, for complimenting that. Um, I'm not a social media person, um, but I, when I started my company, I realized that if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to have to tackle the social media stuff. So that's really reaffirming to hear you say that you are enjoying it. Um, and so I think my approach is really to educate folks. Um, like, yes, I want people to buy. Yes, I want people to become members. But first and foremost, I want people to have this awareness. Um, I don't want to be selling to them all day. And mm-hmm. so um, something that I talked to my best friend about a few months ago, she's like, how did you, like, I'm learning so much from your page. How are you getting all this information? And I think it, it has been a learning, uh, a, a learning opportunity for me as well. And so I'm learning a lot. Um, and I'm 33, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning a lot about my cycle, specifically the four phases, um, mm-hmm. and how period pain is not natural, but it is common, um, because of some of our lifestyle choices, uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the most time. Um, and so my social media approach, <laughs> 
has been to educate um, first and foremost and build awareness. Amazing. No, I absolutely love it. I, I think I chuckled really hard at the, uh, the picture of Zoe like filling up her little pool. And I'm like, that is so cute. I just love how happy this little girl is. Like, it makes me so happy to see that this little girl is happy. It's so crazy because she really is. She's really a happy girl. And she started her period at eight. The same day that Biden was inaugurated, she started her period this year. And just seeing her go through all the changes, um, her breasts growing, her butt getting bigger than mine, her growth spurt, it is just insane to see her having to go through this at such a young age. And that's another reason why we're trying to get ahead of it, because Mm -hmm. when she was in second grade last year going to a a title one school in Oakland she uh, her teachers came to me and was like Zoe her development is is you know we could tell that she's growing faster than most other students in the class and just be on the on the lookout because two other students who have not been as physically progressing like Zoe started their period at seven years old oh my gosh So it is getting younger. They're starting younger and younger. Um, And a lot of doctors right now are trying to figure out why. Um, Some of the theories is that the food, fast food, um, our culture, um, the inactivity, Mm -hmm. all of that. So, um, so yeah, but it's just, and it's also crazy because um, I don't know if you heard this or not, but when you become close to someone, another menstruator, then y'all typically start uh, syncing up y'all cycle. Have oh, yeah. Heard? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Me and Zoe were like three weeks apart. Now we're on the same day. This month we started on the same day. <laughs> it's crazy. Me and my mom actually did have that joke when we were growing up where She's like, don't smell my pits and I won't smell yours because of like the BO has like, she's like, it's cursed. Like we're going to sync up because of the hormones that come out of your, your armpits. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my mom and I sunk up a couple times. Yeah. So um, at one point we would be like, oh, it's almost the first of the month. We, not, we need to go to CVS to pick up some tampons, <laughs> you know? she's like don't forget extra heavy for me (laughs) or super super absorbent for me and I'm like okay I'll just get the light (laughs) like we knew and and we would also it was always like the same cart when we go to like CVS or Safeway where it's like okay here's the tampons here's the pads just in case the tampons didn't catch everything and then there's some ibuprofen (laughs) all the things all the things yeah, strangely enough, I did grow up with a sister and we never sunk up. Like, so she was always like a week or so off from me. And so whether if it was like before or after, uh, it didn't matter like when, but she would always like be a week away. And so uh, I think it was just because like us growing up, we were oil and water. And so we just figured that our cycles would mimic the same thing. <laughs> That's probably what it was. <laughs> oil and water. <laughs> so speaking of cycles, this is actually something that I really appreciate. It's like the the food that you recommend 
on where you are in your 28 day cycle. So um, it sounds like that there's a, there's four phases. So please correct me, like, go ahead and uh, tell me what the four phases are and what's usually like the most recommended thing to do each phase. Yes. So this is something that I am learning about and um, I've learned so much about it. And the way that I'm explaining it to the menstruators, the early menstruators, um, is think about a phone. Think about your cell phone, right? And um, when you're in your, let's start with it being fully charged, right? And when your phone is fully charged, right? You're using it, you're on TikTok, Instagram, you are just having a good old time because you know your phone is fully charged. And that is called your renew phase. And your renew phase is your ovulation phase. And that's when you have the most energy. That's when you're feeling your best. Your phone is at 100%, right? Um, and then as you're using your phone, the energy starts slowing down just a little bit, right? Um, and we call that phase the relax phase, right? Like, okay, I can't be on Instagram. I'm trying to preserve my energy. I'm trying to preserve my battery. That's the relax phase. And that phase we recommend relaxing. And that's the week before your period starts. Um, and that's the luteal phase. The technical term is the luteal phase. Um, and so now, right, now your phone is, the battery is showing red, right? So that's your red phase. That's when you put your phone back on the charger. That's when mm -hmm. you're, you know, just trying to recoup, whatever, right? And the, that's your red phase and technical term is the menstrual phase. That's when you're actually bleeding out. Mm -hmm. Your body is just in relax mode, dish mode. Um, and then after you, you know, you put your phone in the charger, it, the percentage goes back up. That's your reconnect phase. And mm -hmm. that's when your body scientifically is reconnecting the neurons in your brain the fog brain is disappearing you're becoming ready to become a fully charged again and repeat the cycle um and so that's how i explain it to to the menstruators um and so in your red phase when you're on your period um it is recommended that you chill out you listen to your body. Mm -hmm. If you are typically a runner, this is the time that you should be taking walks instead. Um, but again, listening to your body because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. um, and the foods that we recommend for this phase um, are foods that have high iron in them because you're losing a lot of blood. Um, and so beets, kale, kelp, mushrooms, those are things that you should be eating during this phase. Mm -hmm. And once again, like I said, I'm learning as we're going, as I'm going. Um, in the reconnect phase, the week after your period, um, you should be eating foods that have really um, a lot of healthy fats. So avocados are really good. Mm -hmm. um, and also lemons, limes, oranges, and plums. Um, and all of this information can be found on my Instagram too. Did you want me to go through some more? <laughs> uh, no, I think like this is great. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have you plug all your stuff. So <laughs> hopefully we can get you some more follows. I'm over here like, get her popular. And you're like, no, I just want to empower people. <laughs> A follow would be nice, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> The FYI, everyone, Chasmin is the most humble person I know. Every time I try to throw money at her, she's like, nope, just give it to charity. And that's what I love about Chasmin. No, seriously, like, I'm just like, this is why 
I love you so much because like, you're just so humble and you're so sweet and you think about others. Like it's, it's, you're a gem. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so no, this is great. Like, it's always good to know those cycles because yeah, everyone thinks like the cycle is the bleeding part of it, the red phase, when really there's this whole, like there's the ovulation part and then the part before you actually start bleeding and then the actual part that you, when you're done, you know, and I think we got to think of cells are, as like moons, like we go in phases. So, um, yeah. So like, I really like that you bring that to attention because even I forget I always think of like, okay, there's a fertility stage. Where's the stages where me and my boyfriend need to be extra careful? Like, it's just like. Or in that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do I want a baby? <laughs> oh, goodness. So um, just any, before we actually go into just like, you know, how folks can find you, uh, is there any other information that you would like uh folks to know uh, before we get to that point? Well, I just had a question. Uh, mm -hmm. for you. Um, so I just gave you the example of, of the cycles with the phone. And so our learning series, we really want it to be relevant and like accessible to fourth and sixth graders. I just want to hear your honest opinion. Do you think that they will better understand their cycles with that um, analogy with the phone? Yes. Um, yeah. So when you're, when you're a kid, I've noticed when, okay. So when I was in high school, when everyone started getting a cell phone, like those blue, like those little blackberries or the razor. The razor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Motorola was killing it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I really wanted one. And so, um, because now there is a transition in in kind of like culture like pop culture where the kids now as soon as they're like three they want an ipad they want a, like they want a screen thing to play games on to do all the cool things on tiktok and so because there's such a strong want to have this and then once you actually have the device then you know you go through the phases of like oh look a full battery you know, to, okay, my battery is at 70%. We're still good. Now my battery is at 50. Maybe I should put it onto low power mode. Oh God, it's red. Should I just let it die or do I need to put it on a charger? And kids know this. Like kids will know this. They'll like scream at their parents saying like, my battery is low. Where's the charger? Where's this frantic need to get the charger? So yes, I think I think everyone will understand that from adult to maybe even like a six-year-old. I think they will understand your whole analogy with this. If I say phases like the moon, there's very few people who would be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. But do kids really like the moon? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Yeah, it's something we're trying out. Um, we really just want people to grasp the understanding. So. Yeah. yeah. And to say the reconnecting phase, like where it's like, yeah, you have to reconnect. Like that's, that's perfect. You put in a charger, like when it's, when, okay, we don't want to, we don't want to associate it with us dying, but <laughs> once the phone is getting low battery and we're at low energy is a, is a good way to put it. Yeah. You got to reconnect it. So then that way you can replenish your energy again and start anew. So yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it will work very, very well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I mean, just thank you, Veronica, for giving me this, this opportunity to share a little bit more about myself and my passion project. 
I am super looking forward to the next year. We are doing a lot of revamps right now. Um, I am working with four lead box care ambassadors from the ages of 10 to 15. And so they are basically driving what we do next because they are the population I'm serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm working with them and they're helping me. They're advising me on what we should be doing. Um, so, yeah, we'll see well, how this plays out this next year. Yeah, what better way to figure out what you need to do to change for the better than to listen to your exact audience, to your exact population that needs this. So I love this. Um, so some bonus material. I'm actually going to show a little bit of the box. Um, and then Jasmine, if you want to chime in what I see, um, that'd be great. So we'll start with this. I'll do the old school YouTube. This is what it is. And put my hand back to emphasize. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so let's see what's going on here. Ooh. Okay. So we have welcome, like a little welcome message, which is very, very cute. Uh, what, where should you start? Okay, so there's a magazine, some pads and wipes, products, explore the products, decide and how and when to use them. Oh, I got a little lovely thank you note. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yay. Okay, so let's see. Um, we got some like, you know, let's see what's going on in here. We have a box care sticker, with, which is aesthetically pleasing. Uh, ways to support the box care record yourself unboxing great i'm following step number one <laughs> so it says record yourself unboxing this box and email the video to us i will email it to you but now here it is publicly on possible youtube <laughs> pose with the box email us feedback spread the word attend workshops led by girls and also menstruators i hope once you find some ambassadors that you know identify beyond being a woman, that's great. And then adults, how to support for adults, uh, join exclusive Facebook group, the Box Care Community. Oh, I love it! Give ah, applause! <laughs> so it looks like we got ooh, some mental self-care here. Oh, and there's like a little journal. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And you have the phase guide in here as well. I love that. It's like, so what she just talked about here in her book, I'm sure you guys can read this in your small screens, that there is the phases <laughs> right there. Um, and then we got some, ooh, the EOS to make sure that my lips are nice, plump, and moisturized. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, crystal-infused is this is this like a essential oil or is it like an oil? Oh yeah. Well, it smells so good. Isn't it like a subtle smell? I love it. Yeah, it's not like overwhelming. Like I don't feel like I'm running around like all super fragrant with a rash. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um, and then you got herself a little pocket. So some of these items I'm actually gonna have my homegirl open, so I won't open all of these. And then here's basically the main prize here, which is 14 ultra thin pads with wings. Wings are important. Uh, and all natural feminine wipes, which is also important. You know, Jasmine, how long did it take you to realize that having some wipes while being on your cycle was like the thing? Because 
I'm not going to lie. Having that toilet paper, it just felt like so dry. And we're like, okay, we're just going to deal with it until we get home. Like, I'm so glad you put the wipes in there. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a need, especially if you're out of the house all day at school or at work or wherever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that wipes saved my life. When, when a homegirl told me in college, she's like, dude, buy baby wipes. I'm like, God, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is absolutely wonderful. I can't wait to show this to my co-hosts for Lady Blurs. So we're going to take this there. So thank you so much. This is wonderful. And there's a lot of other things I haven't shown in here. So I'm going to let Kylie do the rest of the surprise opening here. Awesome. No, this is exciting. Um, so how can folks find you on social media um, and uh, other, and how to order, I guess? Yeah, so we are, like I mentioned, revamping. And so right now I'm working with a web designer to get my website um, up and running. You can visit and become a member, but I do not recommend to do that right now. I know that's not good business practice to say to not order right now, but um, so you can just follow us and stay tuned on where, when our uh, website will be relaunching so that you can become a member. Amazing. I love it. And then, um, so I guess this is the part where I do my closing statements. Thank you for dealing with my awkwardness. I really appreciate it. Jasmine. <laughs> uh, you've been such a joy to have. And thank you. <laughs> All right, so I guess this concludes today's interview for Dubcast and Drive. This interview will be available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Pods. A visual version of this interview will also be available on YouTube. Um, yeah, so uh, just stay tuned for that. You'll find all the links being published on the social medias uh, under the Lady Blurreds Podcast Network. So you can find Lady Blurreds uh, podcasts on Facebook at Lady Blurred's Podcasts, as well as Instagram at Lady Blurred's Podcasts. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thank you again, Chasmin, for joining us. And we hope you listeners are having a wonderful night. Thank you again. Have a good one. Yeah. Don't cast the drive. You know I had to return the favor, right? Ha! Wait for the draw. Once upon a time and without a warning Came a super dope chick from California Don't cast the drive, that's on every street, man Hosted by V from the 7th Street Band Hey, Don't cast the drive Don't cast the drive